Hello and welcome to Flying High with Flutter. I'm your host, Alan Wyma, and today I have a special guest, Miriam. Is it? I forgot to ask you how to how to say it. It's Hesnani. Is that right? Yeah, you did it perfectly. Oh, I'm so I don't know how I guessed that one very well, but <laughs> maybe my English is getting better. Um, yeah, so who is heading up uh, Flutter Web? So before we get started, I want to give a quick plug for. So we're running a course right now, all about Rust and Flutter. So if you're interested in using Rust with Flutter, we have a course out there. Go to rustwithflutter.com to check it out. Uh, now back to our, our guest. So Miriam is, I believe you're the PM of Flutter Web in particular, right? Yeah, so yeah. The, so mm -hmm. I'm a PM. Uh, I joined Google two, two years ago. Honestly, with COVID, it's really hard to tell time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I as soon as I joined, I've just been focused on the web. So that's been kind of my little area of Flutter, but um, I, I love talking about Flutter in general. Yeah, uh, I mean, Flutter Web is it's kind of interesting because if I remember correctly, Flutter, before it was even called Flutter, was actually geared towards the web in general, but then it's kind of like it left and then came back, which just doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you think about it, so Flutter started in Chrome, right? Uh, it was an experiment and the whole idea was how do we make uh, experiences, and they were looking more so on mobile. How do we make those experiences feel more native in the browser? Um, and Flutter kind of just stemmed out of that. And although we went mobile in the mobile first direction, uh, I think we never left the idea of we wanted something that was multi-platform. And so we always saw ourselves going towards web and now we've kind of just come full circle. Um, and so I don't think, I don't think it's completely out of our realm. Um, it is, I mean, our Dart, Dart was based in, in JavaScript. It, it compiles in JavaScript. And so really what all we needed to do was figure out how do we build an engine that runs on web and not just Skia and native. Um, and so that's, it was, it was kind of that missing piece. We already had the compilers, we had everything. We just needed that one piece to really bring everything together. Um, and so all of Flutter is the same, all the framework, like all your plugins, everything is the same. It's just that engine piece. Instead of using C++, we're using now browser and DOM APIs and Canvas Kit uh, to render Flutter apps on the web. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious. Like, do you understand? Do you know the? Not do you understand? It sounds kind of like rude, and also not really the point of my question. But do you do you know why? Like, there was this weird switch where it's like, you know, they they were going on web, and then they stopped and said, okay, let's just go to mobile. Do you know what what happened over there? Because I'm kind of curious. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess I haven't been, I haven't been on the team from the very beginning, um, so I don't know if I can speak exactly to what the they were thinking. Um, but I think the way I see it is um, I'm trying to figure out how to tell the story without like being long-winded and complicated. <laughs> um, it was like an effort in Chrome. It was, it was how do we make the web good on mobile phones? And then the exploration was like just, just seeing is there a way we could do this without having to use um, kind of the – hypertext and the markup and the CSS. And so that's when we went from maybe not using JavaScript to using Dart because it gave more of those like layout models and pure Dart layout models instead of like markup and CSS. And then 
they started building out a framework on top of Dart that would allow us to like actually have our own rendering model that wouldn't depend on anything else. And then I think, I think it was, I'm forgetting who, it, I'm like trying to think of the history without being, cause I wasn't there. Um, but I think it was the reason we went to mobile is cause we had a customer, we had a niche there that wanted to use Flutter as a framework to build mobile apps. And then uh, I don't think we ever stepped away from, hey, we could still use this somehow in the web. We can still make experiences, web app experiences better um, and easier to code and really control. The whole idea of uh, Flutter is controlling your pixels, right? And so how do we give people more control on the browser? Um, we never really left that idea. It was just a matter of hey, we're going mobile first. Let's just see if we can actually launch this thing. We hit Flutter 1.0, and then we started doing a technical preview of the web, which we, I think, called Hummingbird in the beginning. Um, and there was a lot of traction there. There was a lot of interest, uh, not just internally, but externally. And so that is what pushed us. And that's around the time I joined is after technical preview, right before we went to beta with Flutter Web. Um, where there was a lot of excitement and seeing, can we actually do this thing? Can we control more of the browser and run these web apps um, in a way that is cross-platform, in a way that does allow somebody to code once and deploy to multiple platforms um, and not just be mobile? Um, so that's kind of, I don't know if that answered your question, but that's, that's how we ended up back to web. Yeah, what I find most interesting is I find um, people don't really notice, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. But we had um, um, London here. I, this is first name's escaping me right now, but he's one of the creators of Dart. Um, but he was instrumental in creating the V8 engine on Chrome. So what I find to be so interesting is that because of Chrome, we have so much technology that people don't even know. Mm -hmm. So like Node.js obviously wouldn't really be out there without the V8 engine as far as as far as I know. Uh, Dart wouldn't be out there. And then therefore, I don't think um, Hummingbird, a.k.a. Flutter would actually be out there. So yeah. people kind of bash on Chrome these days. I, I mean, it was it was kind of great when it came out. And then it's like with every great technology comes from big companies. It's great when it comes out. But then after some time, then people start kind of saying how bad things are. But without Chrome browser, we wouldn't have Flutter which is kind of weird if people don't even really know that. And yeah, uh, yeah when it was called Hummingbird, they're looking at doing web first. And then, like I said, it pivoted. Um, yeah, the thing, I, maybe this is more in your side, which is like when I'm looking at doing multi-platform support and when I'm using a Flutter app, <clears throat> I find all platforms to be very simple and straightforward, except for web. Web kind of seems like the stepchild out there. Like there's a lot of things that just... I find it quite annoying and, and, you know, maybe you can speak more about, about this and like what your opinions are and, and what you have to say, because um, like, for instance, Firebase, right? If I need to set Firebase, it's a couple of setup for every single platform, but it's about the same, like Mac OS, iOS is about the same. Windows, I think there's some support I haven't tried it yet for Android. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. But then when it gets to the web, it's like, okay, you have to edit this HTML page and you have to add this and check this and paste in this, this JavaScript. I never got push notifications working properly in web. 
Uh, I must be missing some setup somewhere, and I spent several hours on it, and I was a little bit sad. But, like, that's just one example. Like, I feel like there's just so much extra steps, and when you, it's just always, like, native platforms and then web. And I feel like there's some big deviations, and I guess it's because of, they're really big differences, right? But yeah. is there a way that we can unify this or, or, or is there a reason that like it's, it's going to forever be kind of separate? Yeah, um, I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of people ask uh, why, why is Flutter even trying to go to web, right? We, we're really good at being native. We're really good at what we do on mobile. Um, and it's for those reasons that you're saying that we want to go to web because we want to fill those gaps. We want people to be able to have those native like desktop like desktop class like experiences on the web without having to sacrifice a bunch of things, making that developer productivity more easy. And so um, the way I see it, web started as something called it, it was for documents, right? Web web is this hypertext. It was always more around sharing the information. And it's only recently that there's been more of this like demand for building apps and running more dynamic things on the web. Um, and so that's where I think Flutter has its advantages of like being able to give more of that control. But again, because we're trying to go on a platform that's inherently for documents, we're also running into challenges of making making finding ways to be able to do native type things on the web. And so we are working, I mean, Chrome has a bunch of efforts around like Fugu um, and like PWAs that allow you to actually talk and like do all those hardware accelerated things and get push notifications and plug in, have your browser plug into more of what your machine is doing and what your device uh, provides. Um, but at the same time, uh, there isn't like a one solution for all. There isn't a way of just like, I use this framework and I can easily go between the two. And that's what we're hoping to get to is have, have Flutter be the framework that bridges that gap, that allows you to think about what you want to build and not where you want to build ultimately. And it's more focused around you building the thing that you've envisioned uh, with this framework, and then it just runs. Um, that's like our ideal, right? It's gonna it's gonna take us a while to get there because we are we are fighting this platform. We are working we are working on the newest technologies. I mean, web is constantly improving. Uh, I mean, with Wasm coming out, with Canvas Kit, like all these like new technologies that are really pushing the boundaries of what you can do with a web app on the web. Um, and getting it closer and closer to that native-like experience. Um, I think Flutter is in a really good place of taking advantage of a lot of those technologies and also adding more uh, around that, like giving, giving it a framework so that you can easily have plugins, easily have things that just work. Um, and you don't have to think about the consistencies or, hey, if I do it on Firefox, it won't really work in Chrome. Like, we're trying, we want to be not just cross-platform, but cross-browser and, and give you that experience. Um, that's, that's like my ideal vision for web, <laughs> for Flutter. Um, yeah. 
who's actually steering the the flutter web part is it is it totally you where it's like you can say okay this is are you kind of like the the benevolent <laughs> dictator for web or like oh, i'm kind of curious about who runs that part <laughs> I would, I hope, I hope no one sees me as a dictator. <laughs> um, but no, I honestly, it's, it's not just me steering, right? Like we, the whole way we even came around initial, I'm a PM. So my, my job is kind of as a product manager, your job is to be the voice of your customer, to be the voice of the people that you're building your product for. And then also find ways of like, pushing that needle, moving it forward, finding you hear like, it's like that old age old example of like, somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I need a faster horse. And you're like, okay. And you give them a faster horse. They come to you a third time asking for a faster horse. Then you finally say, why do you need a faster horse? Um, and they're like, well, I just want to deliver my mail faster. And it's like, do you actually need a faster horse or do you need some other solution to just get, you know, uh, and so I think as, as a PM, my job is really to listen and figure out what is the actual root of the problem and what is the right solution and how do we get there and, and hope that, hope that we're making the right decisions. Um, and so a lot of what Flutter Web is right now is not something that was just driven by me saying, let's go do this. It was more so early adopters that we had in beta, um, constant surveys, uh, I did like a Reddit post three months ago <laughs> asking people like, what do you want to see out of Flutter Web? Um, and I got some great feedback and here's like what's missing. Here are things that Flutter developers want. Here are things that web developers feel like they're missing. Um, and so it's really me kind of just taking those inputs and and then working with the rest of the team, working with the community to see what is the right solution that we can deliver. Um, so I think I see myself more as almost like a funnel or or just one part of the piece uh, for driving what Flutter Web would look like. Um, but I think Flutter, I mean, since I've joined, the, the great thing I love about Flutter and the reason I even joined this team is the community and how vocal people are and how like, how, because it's open source, how much there's so much contributions. Like we just got camera support for a web plugin. Um, and it was it was a lot of the a lot of it was because of our community uh, and their contributions. So um, we had uh, Rive as one of our early adopters. A lot of what was built with Canvas Kit was actually a con contribution from them and like what they needed, right? And so what we're looking for, at, at least what I'm looking for, is more customers and and seeing examples of what they want to build and how do we enable them. Um, and so that's, that's, I think, what's the driving force, really. So basically, uh, if we all petition you for features, then you'll, you'll probably put it in or work yeah. on it. I mean, it's, yes, it's, it's petitioning, but it's also like understanding the why, right? Like, what, what is the use case? Like, is Flutter really a good fit for this? Because you're going to be downloading this giant framework, which we are working on decreasing our download size. <laughs> but again, it's like, does it make sense for what you're building on the web? Is it because you're trying to get to that really native experience um, and use the technologies, like get things like Fugu and use Wasm and use these kind of technologies to control the browser um, versus building things that 
really hypertext is really still good for, right? Um, so that's the balance we're playing because we don't see ourselves replacing the web at all. Um, the web is the web is huge. <laughs> there's uh, if we want to take over the web, it's it, there's a lot we'd have to do. We we just want to figure out how do we help people build what they're trying to build and take it everywhere without having to think about it too much. I'm just trying to think of like, what would be the use case for Flutter? Like, I'm just trying to think about the, I mean, I think you guys are going for like really nice looking uh, app with, yeah, really nice looking web app, right? Because you're not going to try to replace a text-based page because that would just be overkill, especially with the current weight of Flutter, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think our current capabilities, like what we're ideally suited for right now, um, I would, uh, the way I've been thinking about it and the way, based on the examples, right, of people that we've seen successfully build in in the past six months since Stable, um, are the experiences where you are really looking for control over the browser's pixels. You're looking for ways of building very rich, dynamic like highly interactive, like UI, like a user is coming in there and constantly manipulating things with your web app. Um, and so when I put it like, the reason I put it like that is because that that is something that we're really strongly suited for with, with our support of Canvas Kit, with the way that we've built Flutter Mobile and the things that we are we allow people to do on mobile. That's what we kind of see of bringing onto the web is giving people a framework to really build these desktop class app experiences. Um, and so what fits in there for me is like thinking of, I would, um, I guess like characteristics, right? Like uh, some of these app apps are offline usage, like something that somebody has open for a long time uh, and it's just constantly working on something. They're, they're very productive, heavy apps. They're very uh, focused on somebody that being logged into that experience and manipulating things and interacting with, with the content that is there. Um, they, the apps usually require a lot of high fidelity and lots of high performance. Um, it usually is very limited text, uh, limited text functionality. Um, and so when I, when I describe it like that, it's the reason we have the apps that we do out there in production today for Flutter is like Rive, right? Like if you look at Rive, which is a 2D animator, like it's somebody is logged into that editor, is constantly manipulating animations, moving bones, like creating animations. And that's something that I don't think is easy to do with something like HTML or CSS. Um, so that's what we're targeting. We're targeting those experiences that it aren't, aren't that easy to do in HTML and CSS, and we want to make it easier. Um, I, yeah, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, definitely, because I'd like people to have an idea about when and why this would be useful for them. Um, I mean, like, do you think, like, a typical... Flutter app, if they want to have a web version of it, they could just export it. It could pretty much go pretty okay. Like I'm not talking about like underneath all the plugin specific parts, but I'm talking about like 
just just the app itself like because not everybody because the thing is people are a little bit burned out like i remember back in the day when it used to be there's an app for that now it's like please don't let me please don't make me download another app right yeah just give me the web browser version like do you think that most apps could just export a web version of it and kind of be done with it um ideally that's what we would like i think there's still a lot of things that we're working through um to make that an easier experience because yes, you can take your Flutter mobile app and you can just do Flutter run dash web, right? And it will run in your browser. Um, but the things you have to think about is if you design that specifically for a mobile device, you now have to think about it running on a lot of different devices because the web runs everywhere. So we're trying to make sure that we have good ways of you making that app responsive, taking something you already built specifically for one form factor we have a lot of ways of making it responsive. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of ways we can make it easier so that you do do the flutter dash run and runs on web. And then you just have to do a couple manipulation of your code so that it is responsive. Um, and then there's also things like um, making sure, I mean, you talked about plugins, so I won't go into that, but I think there's areas of where you might have built something specific for mobile um, that you have on web, but web still has a lot of different APIs and that's why the plugins come in. But there are ways of making, making it just as seamless. I mean, we're missing things like, you know, we don't have Dart, Dart UI. And so when somebody does bring it over and you're using those packages, it will break. And so finding ways to make it conditional, but usually you should be able to just run it and it should work. Um, I think it really does come down really to those plugins and, and your UI being responsive. Um, where I think we, we can still push the boundary is um, being able to give more of a holistic like debugging experience across all, all of them, right? Like there's still some parity ga gaps in our tooling between mobile and web. Um, so I know that that's gonna help productivity as well. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think from a fidelity perspective, we've gotten very close, especially if your app goes from native mobile to desktop um, where we're running Canvas Kit because Canvas Kit is just trying to run Skia on the browser um, and we use a Skia engine for mobile, it's very one-to-one. -one. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, yes, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. You can just move it over. Um, I think it's again, evaluating, does it make sense for the web? And like you said, the biggest, the biggest benefit of web is reaching more users without having them install. So there are options of, uh, I think the way like, I think I'm trying to think of a good example, like Spotify, right? Um, is a desktop app, it's a mobile app. When you use it on web, I don't think it has all the features. It's kind of like a companion app. So like looking for opportunities like that, where you can still have a web offering and then still get kind of your app downloads because ultimately you do get some benefit for people installing your app from a business perspective. Um, so thinking of business models too makes sense there. Yeah. I think the other thing too, is that there's just 
quite a bit of differences to um, like when you're talking about like I remember taking a look at isolates, right? And I know isolates are within Dart are are native, and they used to actually use the same package, but then they diverged for some reason. I think it's because workers are just so different than what you can do with isolates. Yeah. Um, and like you just mentioned, Dart UI, like that's some pretty big hurdles, right? Like for somebody yep. who's working with Flutter for native, and then all of a sudden, like, okay, I want to support web. And it's like, well, wow, this is a lot of effort because some of the things I'm working on, I don't know how to translate over. Like, is there going to be some kind of way to converge most of this in the future? Yes, we're hoping we're hoping there will be. Um, I think the thing with isolates is also the way we compile, right? We compile JavaScript and web workers is usually the way they go, but they aren't the easiest things to use. So we're we're looking into that. Um, it's. There's a, yeah, I don't know if I can say much more than that, but we're looking into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it would be good if you can address, like, I know you want to have this kind of feature parity. Maybe we'll never actually be 100% the same, which is okay. I mean, no system is going to be the same, right? Like, even even for native, even for the iOS and Android, right, there's going to be some features are supported and some are not because of APIs, et cetera. Um, but yeah, like, but web is something that is multi-platform out of the box, right? So, like, if I want to one day export my thing, like, will it ever be very se more seamless than it is right now? Yes, that I can say. Um, yeah, I mean, that is our goal, right? Like, if you think about when Flutter first launched as 1.0 and how much it has improved to now at Flutter 2 um, at, at, as mobile, um, that's how I would kind of see the journey web is going to go on. I mean, we just launched our 1.0 for Flutter web in March. Um, and since then we've, we've significantly improved. I mean, uh, with the new Flutter 2.8 release this week, um, there is a lot of performance improvements, not just from a mobile side, but from a website, um, we have new plugins that we have made sure web support is there for as well from a Google perspective. So like now, instead of when we were experimental or beta, when a new plugin was something we were working on, we'd only have for mobile and then we'd have to retrospectively because web wasn't stable yet, add web support. Now, every time we look at a new plugin, we immediately think of mobile and web together. And so, it's also just a shift and now that we're stable, we are able to launch things with mobile hand in hand because we're on the same channel. Um, so I would say give us some time <laughs> because we are in our infancy, but our goal is to be as close to parity as possible so that it is just minor tweaks that you see between Android and iOS and not something as major as isolates or hot reload that are holding you back from actually adopting web. Yeah, maybe we can kind of roll back, right? Because one of the main features targeted at uh, Flutter is Hot Reload, right? Like without that, I, I remember developing iOS apps many years ago and it's painful when like you make a mistake or like you're, you're compiling and it's like, oh man, this is not what I want. I forgot to do this part. But that's something that Flutter helped to fix immediately. It was like, okay, Sure, I messed up, but once it's done compiling and I make my change, it's going to be there. I don't have to reload everything from scratch and recompile. But now, so what I found out as we were talking about before the show is that there was no hot code support for for this. But I could have sworn like it was working. Maybe I'm I'm going crazy <laughs> over here. 
But so, like, what's going on? This is a core feature. Yeah. Like, this should have been addressed, is what I'm thinking, top of my head. But then it's it's production ready. So, I mean, I guess production yeah. ready and development friendly is maybe two different aspects. I think it was it was a big bet. It was um, it was do we go stable because we have a bunch of we we had a bunch of early adopters that wanted to ship to production, right? Like we were at a place where the quality of the apps they were building were production ready despite the fact that we were still having some gaps in our developer pro- developer story. Um, and so that was really the push of getting to stable is, is allowing a lot of people to actually push their apps to production. And, and because we had all the fidelity pieces there, it was more so missing hot reload. Um, and the way I see hot reload is there's, for web, the biggest difference is uh, stateless versus stateful. Right. That's what Hot Reload gives you is that is that refresh with with your state intact. Um, and to do that, we we would have to re-architect and like we we have been exploring um, uh, the compilers that have existed for so long for Dart because Dart existed as a web technology before Flutter. Um, and so it's really going back again to that history and like figuring out how do we make something like this work on web? Um, and it's it's not a feature that we're never going to release because it is one of our biggest proponents. It's one of our biggest features for Flutter. Um, it's just, it's a matter of time thing and it's a matter of effort thing. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I don't have a great, <laughs> I don't have a better answer, unfortunately. My answer is that we we're not going to not support it. Um, it's just a matter of when. How, how high up is this? I mean, this hot code reload. Uh, just just curious yeah. on the. Uh... Um, we we're still prioritizing things right now for twenty twenty two. So I don't really have an answer, unfortunately. Um, I would say, I will say that I published a public. I mean, I published a roadmap. Earlier, earlier this year, um, and that was kind of our near term. And what we were focusing on were the issues that were really blocking some of some of the customers that we have talked to that are trying to ship, um, and particularly around like performance and scrolling, like jank and behavior, um, getting those things right. Because yes, hot reload would be like a huge feature. But we want to make sure that the apps you're building are production quality, right? Like actual things that you would want to build because giving hot reload on the web but and making that developer experience faster, but then not being able to give your end users and making sure the thing that you're actually building is solid, it's, it's balancing those two things. Um, and so I would say right now what we've chosen to prioritize is making sure your apps run really well on the web and look really good on the web and what you're building is what you envision. Um, but we also understand that we want, we need to give you a more, a faster, a faster developer cycle, a faster productivity cycle. Um, and so that's why hot reload is still on our books. It's just balancing the two of what we should, what we should, what is the best ROI for you all as well? So the nice part about, us doing this live is that we actually have a very good question that just came in. 
Okay. Uh, the question is why Flutter Web is not capable of rendering heavy content pages. Ah, um, I would look at it as how Flutter is built architecturally. Um, we we are architecturally built so that we are painting pixels constantly, right? We're trying to give you, we are trying to give you as much control over what is shown on any device, like whether you're doing native apps, whether you're doing desktop apps, whether you're doing web apps. Um, and so our architecture is more around use cases where there is going to be heavy user manipulation of what's on the screen um, versus what web documents are like and what hypertext was built after is painting everything once and you just have a bunch of static text that you can just scroll really fast to the bottom of, right? And it doesn't jank. But with Flutter, if you look at the way the layout is built, it's just, it's meant to be this like single page app that lets you do a bunch of things on the screen and lets your user do things like Google Docs, right? Like if you look at Google Docs, the difference between Google Docs and like New York Times is you're constantly typing, you're changing like your format, your color, like you're manipulating what's there, even though it's text. Whereas New York Times is so static. It's just, it's just simple thing that was painted on the screen and you can just like quickly scroll through. Um, and so it's the way Flutter is architected. I don't, I don't see why you would download something as heavy as Flutter to do that really high complex app. That's what it's really like something that you download and you just have running versus something like New York Times that you can use hypertext and be really fast about. Um, I don't know if that answers, but that's kind of like our thought process of like Flutter is really targeting this thing on the web versus targeting everything as of now. Um, I know there's a, it's like a hotly debated thing, but this is our thought process right now. We can't, we can't go and achieve everything that the web has to offer, everything that people build on the web, but we know that we can really do well with apps and especially apps that have a lot of dynamic pieces. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying because basically once you render the HTML content, you're, um, yeah, I mean, you could just scroll up and down. It's not a big deal, but the way Flutter works is like everything. Like when you scroll, you're actually kind of redrawing everything. So that that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, the other thing I I was just looking at your your blog post. I mean, Flutter is always so much going on that I'm actually still learning about a lot, even though I've been using Flutter for a couple of years. Uh, one of the things that I've been thinking in my mind, and I'm happy that you address within your uh, what's next on the web article that you mentioned about, I think this is the right one you were talking about earlier, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to make sure because you did, you did so many things are over here. Now, the most interesting one to me is this integration with HTML content. Like I've been thinking for this podcast for our website, it's all text-based. It makes a lot of sense. It's very easy to do. Works great. But, um, what's missing is that we don't have a podcast player. And so what I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, I've seen a couple of open source podcast players, at least one that comes up in my head. Um, and I would like to add a podcast player. And I think building one with uh, HTML JavaScript would take some time. But Flutter would just be, you know, in comparison, much, much quicker and much nicer. And it would be great if I could build that podcast player and just embed it in my website. But we don't have that ability yet, right? And that's on the roadmap, right? 
Yeah. So that's the other thing, right? Like we know, we know we can't build New York Times, right? But think about if I look at New York Times when elections are happening, they have like that crazy dynamic map and like all these things. We know that we'd be great fit for that map and like building building a really highly graphical map that you can play with and tweak and all that kind of stuff. And so that's where we see us us kind of fitting in. Um, and so we'd be great for that little piece that's in the rest of the article. And so that's where we kind of see our next step going is we we can help you bring Flutter into those ex- static content experiences where it makes sense. Um, and right now we have the capability, but it's only through iframe. And the down disadvantages with iframe is, you know, iframe isn't always the best best way to do things, embed things. Um, if you have SEO on your site, I believe I, iframes don't play well with SEO either. And so like, we don't wanna, we don't wanna break your existing site. We don't wanna mess with what you have there. And so we really see a benefit of letting you embed using more custom elements or a custom solution that isn't iframe. Um, and so we are currently looking, we've, we've been writing kind of our design for it. Um, so I don't have like an ETF when it will be delivered, but that is our ultimate goal is like to be, allow you to either, let's say you have a web app already and you want to start transporting some like, you know, build, you have a Flutter mobile app, but you have a different web app and you want to use some of those Flutter pieces over. How do we let you use Flutter within your existing web app um, so that you don't have to do the whole rewrite? That's one user scenario for it. The other is the New York Times one is you have your static site, you have your podcast site, um, but you want to add a dynamic piece like a player or you want to build something more custom that only Flutter would really let you do. Um, that's that's the user scenario there. Um, so yes, we have iframe. It does work. It's just not the best solution in our opinion. And so that's why we are aiming to give more of a custom solution. So that it works well with anywhere you're not even just iframe, right? Just um, I think if you have iframe, then you also have this issue of like passing data back and forth is actually not as easy or not as uh, acceptable Mm -hmm. within the browser, I think, too, right? Yeah, yeah, we want exactly we want we want the piece that you're bringing in from Flutter to be able to integrate and play with the rest of what you have built. Um, no matter what language you've built it in. It's that, you know how in the web they say slice? Uh, it's that C part, the com- composable part, allowing allowing different web technologies to be able to play with each other is one of the biggest proponents of web. Um, and so that's what we're hoping to do. What about, uh, what I don't see on here, and, and I haven't seen many people talk about is, what about like WebAssembly support, just like just integrating WebAssembly libraries or something within like a Flutter plugin? Yeah, um, that is something, I mean, Flutter's biggest thing is we want to be using the best of the new technologies on web. Um, that's why we went after Canvas Kit. And so I wouldn't see it so far-fetched that we would eventually have something like WASM also supported uh, more, like not natively, but like more inherently. Um, And so I don't have like any specific things that we're working on right now. 
um, that I can talk about, but um, yeah, just stay tuned. It sounds promising because like, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, like we're working on this Rustwood Flutter course and uh, what we're going to be building is um, an app that can let you uh, add filters and crop and resize pictures using Flutter, but underneath the hood, like all that's doing Rust because it's quite performant. The library that we picked out to to use is actually compatible with WASM. So I haven't started yet on the web part, but what I'm looking to do is to like add web support to that plugin and like farm out that ability. But I haven't tried WASM with this part with, with Flutter, but I'm guessing if you can interrupt with JavaScript, then you should be able to push that through, right? So there shouldn't be that issue. But it would be nice if we could have a tight integration with WASM. Yeah. I think another thing to look at um, is Supernova. Uh, they built with Flutter, but they use a lot of like their own WebGL engine and like rendering things um, in incoherent with Flutter. And so they're a really cool example of not just using Flutter Web and Canvas Kit, but what Flutter Web allowed them to do in terms of build plugins for things like Figma for their Supernova app. And they were able to like, use Skia and on the browser and WebGL in a way. Um, so there is an article that I wrote about them. I just interviewed them and they kind of gave details around that. But um, I'm sure like they, if you look at, if you look at their stuff, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So I was just looking, the guy who asked the question earlier was just saying he wishes that Flutter Web will, for, <laughs> will work for all of web. I mean, the other thing too is I know, Browsers are still quite fragmented. You think if you can hit the browser, you can hit everybody, but you really can't. Like with uh, PWS support, I think Android, you can have push notifications, but iOS is still kind of locked that out, which is sad. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, yes. I mean, I know Flutter is a great technology and we want to use it everywhere. Honestly, that would be awesome. But I think, again, web is a beast. Uh, there's so much you can do on it. There's so many different browsers, so many different things that we we have to take everything in steps. And right now the step we're taking is towards apps. And we really think we're really best fit for that. And so that's what we're going to push. But I think the most annoying part, like I've talked to quite a few people who do like protocol stuff. And I think the, they talk about HTTP. And just in general, just for that part, mm -hmm. like there's something in the spec where it says the client should do this, but the meaning of should is very vague because should and has to is two different things. So I think you have the same thing with web. It's like, yeah, you, the browser should be able to handle this tag like this, but in order to meet the spec of that thing, it doesn't mean you have to actually do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope uh, we never we never are like that with Flutter. I hope what we say is what we actually do. Uh, so leave us feedback in GitHub <laughs> if you find those those areas. Um, but I think I think the thing is like right browsers are owned by so many different companies. There's so many different things. Like it's um, it and it's been around for so long. I mean the internet, the web has been around for so long uh, that there's the longer something lives, the the more history, the more baggage, the more things it's going to have that you're going to have to work through. Um, and so Flutter is just one attempt of trying to, our, our goal is to make it easier to develop for web and bring more of that multi-platform story 
like you can have an app and you can think about this is I want to build a podcast app um, and not think about where I want it to run, but what what it looks like and actually build it, code it, and then just see it run on desktop, on web, on mobile. That's our like first goal is to make that experience really seamless. And then on the web itself is I really would hope to help, uh, that Flutter can at least be consistent across all browsers um, so that you don't have to worry about, oh, I need to take this feature down because it might not work on this browser, but it'll work on this other browser um, because we want to encapsulate. We want to frame. We want to be the framework that encapsulates you from that. Yeah, I think you guys are doing a pretty good job about that part, at least with most of the rendering, it's been okay. But something that I don't know if there's any way to fix or or what, but like there's basically two different renderers for web, right? You have Canvas Kit plus the other one. As somebody who's, I'm not talking about myself, but it's thinking about people, there's a lot of beginners in programming in general coming to Flutter because it's so easy, so straightforward. But now you're kind of throwing them, oh, which vendor do you want to use? This one or that one? And and for somebody who's never maybe even done HTML before, like that can be quite a big uh, problem, right? Because I'm thinking about that cartoon with the with the superhero who's got a red button and he's sweating, which one should he press? Like, can we talk more about this? And like, why do we have two different choices? Why can't you guys just make the choice for us? Yeah, we do make the choice. Um, we do, by default, run auto. Um, and what that means is HTML as a renderer will run on your mobile phones, on your mobile browsers, and Canvas Kit will run on desktop browsers. Um, so some history is like when we were technical preview, when we first started all of this stuff for web, um, Canvas Kit wasn't fully there yet, right? And um, what we had available to us was HTML and these DOM APIs. And we had, we had Canvas APIs. Um, like Canvas 2D. And so we used what we had from, we leveraged what we had from the web platform to really build out an engine that could let you render your Flutter code in the browser. Um, then we started experimenting with Canvas Kit because the benefit we saw there was that it will let us get more close, uh, closer to the fidelity of native mobile. Uh, because our native mobile engine is run on Skia and Canvas Kit allows you to basically paint on the browser with Skia commands. And so we saw the fidelity gap shrink by using Canvas Kit. And so that's why we started experimenting with Canvas Kit. And then we started having a lot of early adopters like Rive and Supernova and others that saw the benefits of Canvas Kit as well. And so we invested more time there. And so that's how we ended up with two renders because we already had this HTML render that was stable. It was fast, right? Like in terms of initial load, but the fidelity just didn't match what we wanted to get to. Whereas Canvas Kit gives us that fidelity. But the problem with Canvas Kit that we're facing is that it's download size. It's, it's a lot bigger than what we get with the HTML side. Um, and that download side is the main reason we, we find it struggle on device, smaller devices like mobile browsers uh, and mobile devices. And so um, for now, we have this auto by default so that we give you the right renderer for your right device to make sure that your app will load and it will run uh, with, with the proper fidelity. Um, the other thing with mobile browsers is, at least in the US, iOS is huge, right? 
Safari is the main browser. Um, and Safari didn't have WebGL 2 for the longest time compared to other browsers. And so running Canvas Kit on mobile devices would break a lot of things because it just, it just didn't have that support. Um, and so now WebGDL2 is out there. So there's a lot of things we're looking. I, I don't know what, where we're exactly going and if we will converge the two. Um, we have a lot of designs and ideas. We just haven't figured out what that story looks like just yet. But um, we do do the choice for you so that as a developer, you don't have to really think about it. But it is, it is also still a choice that if you want to use one or the other, you can explicitly set it. Um, and so it gives you kind of the advantage of deciding what, what makes sense for your app and what, what features you, you like, is it more mobile browser users or is it more desktop browser users? If it's one or the other, then maybe you're explicitly one or the other, but if it's both, then it's auto. Okay. Uh, how does it know if it's a mobile browser or if it's a desktop browser? Because like, let's just say tablet, that's right in the middle, right? I have an iPad Pro 13 inch at home. Which ones are going to use and how do I know? Yeah, I think we classify desktop browser. Um, I think tablets fit fit as mobile browsers, like the the information that we get from the browser um, classifies it more as mobile because it's still a device that has doesn't have the largest memory and like you know it's not it's not your laptop or your your PC that's like running. Um, so I don't know all the technical details, but I know that we have we have separated tablets and mobile phones really into one class and like big desktop like class machines into Canvas Kit. Okay, I was just curious because it would be nice to kind of hear like, okay, these things are what, because like if I'm going to be testing something, I would like to be able to test it with my Chrome browser and debug it like, because you may get some inconsistencies between the two different renderers and it would be nice to be able to actually debug that without a real device. Yeah. So, I mean, we do have a tag that we've set. If you inspect the code, you can see what uh, what render is running. So you can see if it's auto, which means that it's probably using HTML if it's on a smaller device or using uh, Canvas Kit, or it will explicitly say Canvas Kit or HTML. Now, what's between Canvas Kit and Canvas? Because this is getting confusing to me because I'm aware of Canvas <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So Canvas is like the Canvas APIs. There's like, uh, like HTML5 uses Canvas APIs, right? Like it's Canvas 2D. Canvas Kit is based off of like WASM and WebGL. And that's, that's the kind of the background uh, of Canvas Kit. Whereas Canvas 2D is still very much on the HTML side and using DOM APIs. Okay. Okay. That, that makes more sense. Yeah, you give me lots of homework. I haven't heard of Supernova, so I'd like to take a look at that <laughs> some more. Is it yeah, they're, they're a cool group to talk oh, to. Oh, well, maybe we can bring them on here to talk about Supernova because it looks pretty interesting. I'd like to hear more about how they're mixing everything together. Um, yeah, but uh, maybe we can also talk about something, some breaking news that happened, right? You, you shared with me a tweet today. I don't know. You said there's some things you can say, some things you cannot say. So what is the, the latest news yeah, that you can say um, at least? <laughs> uh, I mean, today we did, uh, we did launch Flutter 2.8 um, and Dart 2.15. 
Um, I think someone made a joke that we're going to start running out of version numbers. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so Flutter 2.8 is, I mean, we're approaching the end of the year and it's just a collaborate of stuff that we have just been working on since our last stable release. Um, and so a lot of the things you're going to find in there is really around performance. Um, we did a lot around mobile performance. There's a couple things we did around web performance that you'll see in there. Um, there is the new web view plugin um, that we've like basically upgraded and it does have web support. Uh, it's, it's based off iframe because we're still working on that other feature. And so it's on an, un, it's an unendorsed plugin. Um, there's a lot of Firebase stuff in there. There's a, there's a lot in the Dart release. Um, I mean, there's enums and like, there's just, there's a lot. Um, so I would highly recommend you all check it out. Uh, the branch should be out soon. Um, but there's already a post that kind of gives you an overview of what's coming. Um, and yeah, I think the post is called announcing Flutter 2.8 on our Medium channel. So there's there's a lot in there. Um, it's it's a big it's a big release in terms of we've done a lot to improve the quality um, and the developer productivity, um, and so that's kind of been our focus for the the past couple months. And you'll still see those themes in the next year and probably a lot more. Can you explain uh, the numbering system? Because I, I get confused, right? So I just did a quick search about the Flutter uh, stable, right? So we got 122 and then you got 2.0. Okay, fine. 2.0, 2 there was a lot of stuff happening. Let's give it a break. But then the next stable was uh, 2.2. Like, where's 2.1? We got 2.5. Okay, what happened to 3 and 4? <laughs> and now we're on 2.8. Whoa, we're missing numbers over here. Like, I almost feel like we're going back um, in time. Like, you know how, like, they have, like, the new Rambo came out? Like, yeah, Rambo 3, and then all of a sudden now it's just Rambo. Like, where's the numbering system? <laughs> yeah. Um, the way it works is because we have, like, we have our uh, main channel, and then we have uh, our beta channel. And the way we usually cut it is we first we first push beta out a lot more frequently than stable. And so beta usually gets all those increment numbers like 2.1, 2.2, 2.3, 2.4. And then our stable release is usually a, one of those beta branches that we believe is stable quality. So whichever beta branch we believe is stable quality, that's going to be the stable number just because of how we've set up the system. Um, so we can't really we can't really change the number. I believe uh, I could be completely wrong about this because I don't actually manage our release, um, but I believe that's that's what we did. I mean, we were to, like you know we had a couple beta releases before the stable release, and we'll have a couple beta ones before the next stable release, and whichever one is like the beta quality that we believe, or the state the beta that we believe is stable quality, that's the one we'll take. And so it was beta two point eight, and so we took Flutter. Flutter stable 2.8. Okay. Yeah, I, I just find that system to be so strange because most other products, they, they go in order. <laughs> it was stable at least. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's good feedback. Uh, I'll definitely take it to the team and just be like, hey, how can we explain? I think there is a wiki on our Flutter site that probably explains it really well. Um, but 
yeah, I will. I'll go see if I can find it, and I'll I'll uh, ping it to you later over Twitter or over email. Yeah, I think I remember reading it, and I'm aware of that. But like, I just wish it was more clear because it's like the only person, <laughs> the only system I know that's got this style, and it just gets kind of confusing yeah. because I'm like, oh yeah, we tell my client, oh yeah, we're working on we're going to use this version, and they're like, well, what what about before that? What happened? I don't know. Here, this is the stable version, as you see. And then, what what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. I I feel that. Yeah, definitely. So, um, is so there's nothing in this version of 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 stable that is specifically for web that really kind of popped out to you. Yeah, we have a lot of things incoming um, and in flight. Uh, they are just a lot bigger than what we could accomplish by the stable. Um, uh, and so, I mean, a lot of those things I've pretty much exposed in that <laughs> what's next for Flutter. Um, but the main thing that we will see in this release for web is um, there's the camera plugin support um, for web, which is big. And then there's the, um, we've, we've basically improved our platform views. Um, so it's that other integration piece of when you, want to put in HTML code using like HTML element view within a Flutter web app, um, it would, we saw a lot of like decrease in performance when you use things like platform views. Um, and a lot of our plugins also use platform views like Google Maps. Um, and so we did a lot of work this this release to improve it so that it basically has no jank. It you can use those, and it will be very seamless, and it won't impact the performance of your web app. Okay, that's looking good for your for your roadmap. So this is for twenty twenty one, right? Or this is going to be like what is the the time frame for these? Do you have any idea? There is. This is just uh, when it's ready. <laughs> all of those pieces. Yep, <laughs> it's it was more so not a. Um, not a when or like a specific date in mind. It's what you can expect from us for the next couple releases, or this is where we're focusing. And if there's something here that you don't think we should focus on, I would like, that was kind of my, my reaction. So, cause I did, we did a survey for our quarterly surveys that we do. I did a Reddit post and it, it was all the feedback we were hearing and also talking to all the customers that we know are building production apps, combining that and figuring out here are the next big things that we're going to go after um, for web. And they're all different sizes and effort. Um, some of them we've just started investigating and thinking of a design. Some of them are already underway um, with implementation. And so you'll see these things kind of roll out or you'll see them in pieces at least. Um, until the final thing is out there. So, yeah, there's no specific timeline for any of them. Okay. I think I've got most of my important questions um, asked about. Is there anything you wanted to kind of mention before we start to sign off? There's a couple of last questions I wanted to ask that are, they're going to be, they're going to be nicer than I think I've been. So, don't, don't worry. <laughs> oh, you've been nice. It's good. I'm glad. I always... I always appreciate the idea uh, having a platform to talk about web because I feel like I'm always just like emailing or talking to people in smaller groups. And I love 
being able to like reach more people. Um, but I think the one thing that's going on right now that if you are new to Flutter or if you're looking of how to get into Flutter and just like become more of an expert, there's the Flutter Apprentice book. Um, so this is my own plug from the Flutter side, but there's constant, there's a book club that they're constantly reviewing chapter by chapter. Um, just look out for more opportunities that come from that book. I think uh, it's a really good book. I've looked at it myself. Um, I'm no Flutter expert in terms of like, I feel like the community and whoever actually builds in Flutter, you guys are way more of an expert in like actually coding Flutter. Um, and so I think this book did a really good job of just like introducing concepts, but it's not just for beginners. There's a lot of concepts in there. Um, Flutter Web is briefly in there. Um, I think it was still new at the time that it's not really in the book, but um, there's also a bunch of more resources that we have. We have a new website. Uh, so I don't know if you, if you looked at flutter.dev recently, but we've completely uh, revamped it um, so that it's hopefully easier to find your docs, find the things that you're looking for, see the benefits, see case studies. There's a lot of case studies on there for customers that have actually built and what they've built. Um, so yeah. I think that's my that's my plug. Yeah, the, the the part I like about the web about sorry about the website is like how much better it looks. Like every version of the website I've noticed. So I think I can only remember somewhat of something from the one before this one. But it's the website's gotten better and better looking, and you guys are really doing a good job to show important pieces. Like, hey, build apps for any screen. Like that's really important. Like you know, front and center, you're showing all the different ways you guys can support stuff. And then you start going through like why you should use it, you know, all these things. Uh, and then finally, like customers, right? Because as somebody who's in the consultant business, if I say we should use this tech and I say Google, well, of course, one of the top questions asked is, well, Google's probably just going to drop it one day. Like look at Google Web, look at all their graveyard of stuff that they've dropped. But at the same time, it's like, well, yeah. look at who's actually using it, right? eBay, Grab, Newbank. Um you know, even Google itself, right? Like, and then they say, you know, they, they see all yeah. these things, like, but so it's it's great that you guys are really highlighting some of the important stuff on your website, and I'm I'm happy about that. And um, yeah, and Google is no longer known as uh, you know the company that's smart but not the best with making things look nice. Now you guys are, are starting to become on the same parity, which is great. Um, yeah. So. If there's any if there's anything missing on the site, you guys would like to see more. Like you can always file a GitHub issue, um, because again, we are open. Uh, <laughs> that's our we care a lot about the community in that sense. Um, I think the other thing, my final ask would be if you're building a Flutter web app and you have feedback or you have issues, I or you just want a demo, uh, DM me on Twitter. Um, and I would love to chat. <laughs> yeah, great. So that's is that the best way people can get a hold of you is through Twitter DM? Yes. All right, maybe you can give out your, your handle. So your handle is? It is at uh, Mary with an I, M-A-R-I, and then my last name, Hastani, H-A-S-N-A-N-Y. Great. Let me just ask you just this last question, which is like somebody who 
is kind of new to Flutter in general, like, is there any tips that you think that they should really follow? I think you kind of gave some, right? Like check out the apprentice book, but is there anything else that you would kind of give them to help them along? Yeah. Um, when I started Flutter, I think my most useful resource was flutter.dev, um, the docs in general, like get doing the get started. There's a bunch of code labs on there. Um, but before I even installed Flutter, I used Dartpad. And I found that like I followed a bunch of code labs and I would just do it on Dartpad. And what's great now is Dartpad actually has some plugin support. So you can actually do a bunch of the code labs that will probably need some of those plugins. I think right now there's Firebase plugins. And so, um, yeah, Dartpad gives you an easy way of just playing with Flutter, trying it out. You in, And what's great is actually it embeds Flutter web. Uh, so what you actually see as the preview of Flutter um, your code and your UI is the Flutter web app running. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that's my biggest tip is like, that's how I got started is I, I played around a lot with Dartpad because it was just, I didn't have to like go through the whole install and like, think about, do I need Android? Do I need iOS? Um, and then, yeah, I just, I just played, I learned, and then I, it gave me ideas of what I eventually wanted to like build as my first app. Um, which was a way to track my veggie intake because I'm really bad at eating veggies. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then uh, I downloaded it, installed it. Um, I think there is a huge community, so get involved. I think this is probably the, I've been a developer myself and I think Flutter community is just so open and they're just so kind. Uh, I mean, me joining the Flutter team, they were still willing to teach me a lot of things. Um, there's so many experts out there that pe people that have been building Flutter longer than, and, and, you know, like a lot of the people on the team. And um, yeah, so get connected with the community because they're awesome. Yeah. And also there's um, what I actually didn't know until recently, which I feel a little bit sad about is that there's no, there's um, an official Flutter community, right? Fluttercommunity.dev, I think is the website. Yeah, you're shaking your head like yes. I feel I feel embarrassed. I never knew. I was actually talking to one of the community outreach people recently on Twitter, and he's like, I don't know. The way I was reading the message was like, oh, you don't know what are you doing with your life? Yeah, and they actually took over some of the plugins, which I just talked to Maurice about recently. Is that some of the plugins you guys are working on? They actually yeah. took over and they're kind of helping to manage. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's so many different groups. Like I'm part of Flutterista, and they've been awesome. It's like, you know, like. I don't think there's any other community or, I mean, I, I just haven't felt as welcomed in other communities, but um, Flutterisa's is great. There's also all, all these meetups. I'm actually going to be, I got invited by the Greek meetup that's happening next week. Um, and so I'm going to do a Q&A session with them. Um, so yeah, there's there's a bunch of events, especially with COVID. I think it's just opened up. You know, like you can attend all these virtual events, even if there's no meetup group. Like, I don't think the Seattle, I'm in the Seattle office and I don't think they really have a big meetup group uh, or a captive, like constant meetup happening. But I've been able to attend like overseas ones because they're all virtual now. <laughs> and so take advantage of that. Yeah, for me, I, I'm actually all webinared out. I'm so tired of getting getting uh online invites I, I try to stay away from those just because i just feel so annoying because the, the the whole point of these meetups yeah. like i think is that in person is so much better 
but I understand that the situation just won't allow that. And there's more opportunities, but honestly, there's too many yeah. webinars. I just remember the beginning of COVID every day I would get the same, like three to five companies that would say, we have a webinar coming up. You should check it out. Like, yeah, everybody's got a webinar. Leave me alone. I'm not interested. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand. Um, yeah. I mean, I got tired of like all the zoom hangouts with my friends. I was like, we had trivia nights and stuff. And then at the, I think it, it, it just died off. We were so tired of like meeting over Zoom. I think they call it <laughs> Zoom fatigue, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, if there's nothing else, it's, it was great having you on. I apologize we took a little bit more time than what we allotted for, but I think uh, getting some feedback directly from you is super great because I, I don't know, just from my standpoint, I feel like FlutterWeb is not so like out there saying, oh, we got this thing and, and all that, but maybe it's because I'm not, uh, taking a look at the articles and kind of reading as much as I can. Uh, I just kind of hear about what's going on in the community and what people are talking about. So yeah, it's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And I hope you try FlutterWeb and send me an email if you have feedback. My only feedback <laughs> is hot code reload is what killed it for me. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll work on it. Okay. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.